0: All right, here we go. Monday's national anthem. Blue Monday. I yeah, Blue Monday. Blue Monday. Oh, I hate I Blue Mondays. Oh, is me. Come to You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse the Radio Show Monday edition, Blue Monday. Broadcasting on freedominamericaradio.us, freedominamericaradio.com. Restoration Radio United Kingdom, Dogs of War Radio.com, Dogs of War United Kingdom, and the GAL Network of South Texas. Conservative talk at its best.
1: Saturday
0: morning, oh, Saturday morning, all my time i like to give a big shout out to all you folks that survived the weekend. And you're at work or leaving work or whatever the hell your situation is, it's Blue Monday. Well, I tell you what, it's been raining down here all weekend, man. I tell you, coming down in sheets, coming down in buckets, if you will. I was out in the back of my property today and uh, held and damn deer back there and then dug him a swimming pool and filled it up or something. I don't know. (laughs) But, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Gary usually does his monologue before he gets into the meat of the show. And I was thinking before I went on the air, just what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about the monologue? What is pressing in America today? What is the big main issue that we who pay attention recognize as the main issue in the United States of America? And it's one I never thought that we'd even be talking about on the air or otherwise. And that is the persecution of the Christian religion the Christian folks here in the United States by their own government and by left-wing organizations and movements that are going after the Christian religion and Christian people tooth and nail. You know, the rising persecution of uh, Christians worldwide is, of course, one of today's most heart-wrenching and consequential trends, which we see on the news all the time. We see it on the news all the time, Christians throughout the world being attacked, beheaded, you name it. And we see this with daily reports of Christians, like I said, Christian believers, being murdered, tortured, kidnapped, raped, or sold into slavery. But there is another growing story of Christian uh, persecution, which, if not as terrible in scale and severity, is even more inexplicable. That is the rapidly expanding marginalization, d- demonization, criminalization of the free practice of the Christian faith in the United States of America, the motherland, our home. Now, our nation was uniquely founded on re- religious liberty. It was founded by Christians, Christians who believed that they should have their own way of practicing their religion, not, not the Church of England or the King telling them how to do it. But you know, Christians are being persecuted, are being demeaned and besmirched here in America for practicing their religion. And they're being persecuted in Obama's America. Now, while Christian persecution around the world is perpetrated primarily by Muslims and communists, in America, the persecution is driven by a seemingly odd and improbable source. Homosexuality and the influential activist movement that has grown up around it. Also, the communist and the Democrat Party. The communist Democrat Party. And I would venture to say Muslims have a hand in it in, as well. Back channeling, of course. But you know, homosexuality in America, that movement, has become the spear tip with which the far left, the communist left, is finally achieving its longtime goal of attacking, intimidating, and indeed legally prohibiting the free exercise of Christian religion in the United States of America. Legislation currently sweeping the country, outlaws counseling help for minors who want to overcome unwanted same-sex attractions, decrees that boys and young men must be allowed to use girls' restrooms and locker rooms if they claim to identify with the opposite sex and vice versa, mandates pro-homosexual indoctrination of children, as young as five, requires the integration of open homosexuals into the military, forces same-sex marriage on a nation, and perhaps most disturbingly criminalizes Christian business people for simply opposing homosexuality or same-sex marriage on moral and religious grounds. Should the Supreme Court mandate homosexual marriage throughout the United States, say experts? the persecution will increase exponentially if they do. Many thought same-sex marriage would be the crowning achievement of the homosexual rights juggernaut, the movement. But then suddenly the focus shifted to a transgender or transgender rights. With Time Magazine's transgender tipping point issue announcing America's next civil rights frontier and Vice President Joe Biden declaring transgender discrimination the civil rights issue of our time. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you stop and think about it, and I've done shows here uh, recently, such thing as enemies at the gate, heathens knocking at the door, and it's true. If you look at America today, and all the ins and outs of the persecution of Christians, our moral beliefs, how our families are trying to, our Christian families are trying to raise their children in a Christian environment with Christian morals, then they send them off to public school and all of that is destroyed in a snap of a finger. But you know, the homosexual movement and the bisexual and transgender movements, they're all homosexuals. The left has finally found its weapon with which, as it has dreamed of doing for decades, It can effectively attack, marginalize, demonize, and criminalize its greatest enemy, the Christian religion. We the people of the United States, over 80% of us, say we're Christian. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, the homosexual movement, they like to call themselves gays. They don't like the word or the term homosexuality. They don't like the brand. It's homosexuality. Speaking of homosexuals, I refuse to use the word gay. They are homosexuals, not gay. Gay is that describe one a word that describes one demeanor, i.e. happy, full, vibe, carefree. He's a gay person, he's a gay woman. And homosexuals, they do not like to be branded for what they really are. They're homosexuals. But our kids are being taught in school by the National Education Association, indoctrinated really. That being a homosexual is just fine. It's normal. Go out and try it. You might like it. And don't ever say anything against them or we'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. you are You'd be called every name in the book, a homophobe, whatever. If you say anything against the homosexual movement. I would like to put this out here for all my listeners, all you folks that believe in what I'm saying about the homosexual movement here in the United States. Stop using that brand, gay, for homosexuals. They are the ones telling us that gay is what they or we should call them. Their two brand is what they are, homosexuals. They're homosexuals. And that should be driven home to them every time they get up and speak, every time they face you or they face anybody in an argument, whatever, about their lifestyles. And when that word comes up gay, just stop them and say, no, you're not gay, you're a homosexual. And hammer that home. Hammer it home. But have you noticed that as people like Christian bakers, uh, florists, photographers, pizza makers who are in, tar- in targeted uh, form these days for declining to promote same-sex ceremonies, same-sex marriage, even though other religious or religions reject homosexual marriage too? It's just Christians, right? Now, there's a conservative lady out there, and I run her show on my show. Her name is Phyllis Shafley. And she's noticed... And she sees the double standard as part of a desire by gay marriage, if you will, advocates to destroy Christianity. They want to wipe out the Christian religion. Shafley said, she noted, most other religions do not recognize same-sex marriage. And she went on to say, I assume there are some Muslim bakers and photographers and other people who have been harassed, but they are not being attacked and they're not being criticized. Now, the Supreme Court is currently weighing arguments in the ogerfell v. Hodges case, which questions whether same-sex couples have a constitutional right to marry. Many observers believe the court will strike down all the remaining state bans on same-sex marriage. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, all these cases that we've seen in over the last couple of years or so of the Christian bakers and florists and pizza makers and so on, where the mainstream media comes down on them. The mainstream media says shame on them. They have no right to close their doors or refuse to serve or refuse to cater to. They have no right not to do that. They must do that. Even if it goes against their religion. That's what the mainstream media is telling us, the American people. Would they tell that to Muslims? I don't think so. I don't think so. But you know, given the long history of traditional heterosexual marriage, Shafley finds it appalling that unelected jurists would have the final say in defining the institution of marriage. She says, now we're going to let the judges change that. What kind of country do we live in? I mean, it's really just an outrage. Now, she's unmoved by the fact that some three dozen states have directly legalized same-sex marriage. In most of those states, she noted it was imposed through a judge's decision, not a vote by the people of the state. The former lawyer agrees the Constitution was not intended to let judges dictate major policy decisions. It was up to the people. But you know, there are some people who think that judges should run everything. But that's not what that means when we said the Supreme Court could interpret the law. They can write the law. They can just enforce the law the way it was written. Now, Shafley thought it was inappropriate for a federal judge in 2010 to strike down California's Proposition 8, a ballot initiative in which the people of California voted to define marriage as one between a man and a woman. She said Americans should have not accepted federal court's rulings as a final law of the land if the rulings are legally or morally wrong. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the right of the court to legislate from the court. It's not their right for judges to legislate from the court. But they do. They do. And all these leftist judges who dictate to us Their ideas on ideologies and whatever issue they're talking about, and legislate and rule in favor of any left wing thing being discussed in court and go against Christians, etc. It's not right. It's not right, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, the left, and all you have to look, you don't have to look any further than Obama and Hillary Clinton, just those two rascals. Those two people right there, in a nutshell, represents what the Communist Democrat Party is all about. They have no concern, no desire, no respect whatsoever for the Constitution. They could care less about the Constitution. They want to impose their will, their ideology, their Communist ideology, along with their political party and their minions in Congress and their minions in the media and Hollywood. They want to impose it all of that debauchery, all of that heathenism, they want to impose it on all Americans, especially Christians. They want to destroy us. Destroy our beliefs in the Bible. Destroy our beliefs in the Word of God. You see, that is the only thing that is standing between them and the complete destruction of the United States of America as a nation of individuals, as a nation of people who still believe that this country was founded on the Word of God. Now, the left, they think otherwise. And you know the old adage that I always use when it comes to the left. When you're in a discussion with them about anything, namely, let's say Christianity and the Word of God and how this country was founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs, the morality comes from the Bible. Uh, The same-sex marriage is not a part of the Bible. A mother and a father, the old nuclear family, if you will, they want to destroy all of that because that's the only impediment that they are facing today that is keeping them at bay from completely ripping this country up and building it back up as as a secularist, atheist, immoral country where they can control the people from cradle to grave. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. Freedom
1: in America!
2: Freedom in America Radio Network. Presenting the traditional view of the good old American dream that you won't hear about on the liberal media. Freedom in America! Yeah.
3: Hi, I'm Paulette Carlson. Did you know that the Veterans Against Drugs program was started two decades ago to stop the senseless killing of our children because of drug abuse and violence? Sharing their experience of war, veterans understand and appreciate the value of each young life. Please join us as we work hand-in-hand with Vietnam Veterans of America and other veteran Service organizations to provide the information our young people need to commit to life and become the future of our great nation. Visit us at vva.org.
0: Well, welcome back to the Monday edition of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, I know I did. Man, it rained like crazy down here. It really did. It came down in buckets all weekend, and uh, I think, when was it, uh, Sunday night? No, it was Saturday night. I tell you what, it was lightning. It was like somebody was standing out in front of my bedroom window with a strobe light. Lightning, lightning. Just one strike after another. It never stopped. And when, it first, when, it, when the, the storms started rolling in, they was rolling in from the west, you could hear way off in the distance of just a little clap of thunder. But when you heard that first initial clap of thunder, it kept rolling, you know, rolling thunder. just kept on going and going and going. And after a while, after about 35, 40 minutes, it was right on us. And when it thundered, like I said, it just kept on going and going one roll of thunder after another. It never stopped. It was weird. It was really weird. And then the torrential rains came. It reminded me of being in Vietnam. I mean, man, it was coming down. But it turned out we had a nice Sunday, a really nice Sunday. It was kind of cloudy. Uh, we had some friends over, and we did a, a barbecue. We did some barbecued uh, ribs and some uh, corn on the cob and stuff like that on, on the grill and had a great time. But uh, here we are, Blue Monday, and you know what that's all about. We're all back to work. We're all trying to do the best we can do, get through Monday, so we can get the hell out of the workplace and get home. Ah, you know, (laughs) weekends are hard on people anymore. They try to crunch a whole bunch of free time into just a little bit of free time. You know, you get off Friday, and uh, before you know it, it's Sunday night, and you're already dreading. Man, Monday's tomorrow. I'm going back to the salt mines. (laughs) But that is the life of the American worker today, as always. Americans work hard. They work hard. They earn their dollars. They really do. You know, kind of the theme of today's show is Christianity here in the United States, and the war on we Christians that is being waged by our federal government, by our news media, by Hollywood, by the Obama regime, by the Communist Democrat Party. The war is being waged on Christians here in this country. Would you ever believe that? Would you ever believe anybody would even be talking in that context those kinds of words? I never did. I never would, but it's happening. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, they are attacking Christianity at every level, every opportunity, every organization, and I'll give you an an illustration of a large, huge organization that I was part of. Many American men and women, past and present, were part of this organization. Many men and women who were part of this organization fought on battlefields in other foreign countries, where there have been World War I, World War Two, whatever war we fought for America, Civil War, Vietnam, Desert Storm, all the modern day wars, and we can't forget all those in the past, the Revolutionary War, etc., War of 1812. Men and women, good American men and women, mostly Christian, if not all, fought to preserve their rights, their freedoms, That was given to us through God, through the Constitution, through our founders. To be Americans, say what we wanted to say, and practice our religion of Christianity. We who paid attention then and now know that our founding fathers founded the Constitution, founded the country itself on the Christian, Judeo-Christian beliefs, the Judeo-Christian religion. Now, people from outside the military who probably have never served a day in their life, and would run away from it if asked to, are going after the military. An Air Force two-star general. Now listen to this. An Air Force two-star general is being blasted by a civil liberties group for speaking in uniform about how God has guided his career. Now there was a video posted on YouTube and it shows Major General Craig Olson speaking at a National Day of Prayer, a National Day of Prayer Task Force event, this last May seventh. In his speech, General Olson refers to himself as a redeemed believer in Christ who create who creates or credits God for his accomplishments in the United States Air Force. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation has called for Olson to be aggressively and very visibly brought to justice for his unforgettable crimes and transgressions by a court-martial adding that any other service members who helped him should be investigated and punished to the full extent of military law. the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, made up of atheists, secularists, probably homosexuals, probably you name it, heathens, want General Olson and anyone connected to what he had to say on that video, they want him court-martialed for unforgivable crimes and transgressions because he said in a speech, that he referred to himself as a redeemed believer in Jesus Christ, who, create, who credits God for his accomplishments in the Air Force. That little paragraph, those few words, has got these people, the military religious foundation, all riled up. You see, those words just punch holes in them—not great big holes through their chest and their head—and they're withering on the floor, suffering. Just like if uh, Dracula came in and you put a cross in front of him and he went away with his hands up in his face, I can't stand at the cross, get it away from me, I'll burn up. That's what this group, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, that's what they remind me of. Dracula. Or any person or anything that can't stand the law and the word of God. Now we've got to talk about this a little bit before we get into any further into the story. Just what is it that offends secularists and offends atheists to the point where they cannot stand one word spoken about Jesus Christ, about Christians, about the Bible, etc.? Just what is it in a Christian religion That offends them so badly. I'll tell you what it is. They know damn well. They know these atheists and these people to that say to your face or anyone's face, I don't believe in God. When I die, that's it. I'm finished. Way down deep inside of them. Way down deep inside of them. They know Because it's ingrained in every one of us from birth. God put it there. They know they are wrong when they go against God. They know it. And they don't want anything in front of them that reminds the wronging and the wrongdoing that they are pushing on other people. They don't want Christian crosses. They don't want the Bible. They don't want Jesus' word out in front of them. They say it offends them. It doesn't offend them. It reminds them of how wrong they are. You see, atheists and secularists, they want to do what they damn well please when it comes to moral values, the lack of. They want to do or do anybody or do whatever they want to do whenever they feel like it. And they don't want to have some darn Christian telling them, no, you can't do that because that goes against God's laws. They know that. They know that. They just don't want to be reminded. You know, the old saying is there's never an atheist in a foxhole. I kind of go back to my days in Vietnam, up in I-Corps. I, I kind of look at it around in my mind's eye of those times when things didn't look too hot for any of us over there. 3rd Marine Division... U.S. Air Force, Army, Navy, all of us didn't look too good. And I can't remember anybody ever telling me at any time when things looked really dire and really bad. And the fact that we might not make it through another night. I don't remember anybody coming up and saying, I hope, wish this night we'd get through so I can go and just blow smoke on you guys about making the sign of the cross and talking about Jesus and praying. Uh, you guys are all wrong. Nobody's going to uh, do anything. Once we die, we're gone. I didn't ever hear that from anybody's mouth. Nobody's mouth. There's no atheist in a foxhole. Oh, there might be some that say they are. And like I said, the reason that they do not want The Christian religion out front, or do not want anybody to talk about their Christian religion because atheists don't want it because they know that reminds them of how wrong they are when they say they do not believe in God. They, way down deep inside of them, there's something gnawing at them, and they know what they're saying is wrong. Now, this man, General Olson, is Program Executive Officer for C-3I and Networks at Hanscom Air Force Base in Massachusetts. Now, during this video, during his 23-minute address, Olson spoke of flying complex aircraft doing complex nuclear missions. I have no ability to do that. God enabled me to do that. He put me in charge of failing programs worth billions of dollars. I have no ability to do that. No training to do that. God did that. He sent me to Iraq to negotiate foreign military sales deals through an Arabic interpreter. I have no ability to do that. I was not trained to do that. God did all this for me. Help me. At the end of his speech, Olson asked the audience to pray for Defense Department leaders who need to humbly depend on Christ. He also asked them to pray for troops preparing to deploy again. So they can bear through that by depending on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now the speech was live streamed by GODT Television, online, and recorded by the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Said Chris Rhoda, senior research director for that uh, atheist group. Video on the National Day of Prayer Task Force website does not include Olson's speech because it only shows three hours of the four-hour event and his speech was at the end, so it wasn't shown. Now, Milky Weinstein, CEO of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, has sent a blistering letter to Chief of Staff Mark Welsh arguing that Olson's comments violate Air Force instruction which prohibits airmen from endorsing a particular faith or belief. He said Olson's highly publicized sectarian speech is nothing less than a brutal disgrace to the very uniform he was wearing and the solemn oath he took to support and defend the United States Constitution. Whereas it says, this is Gary Gatehouse speaking, in that Constitution, it talks about freedom of speech. It talks about freedom of religion. The Constitution was based on the Christian religion. But Mr. Weinstein writes, this public address was his and the United States Air Force's contribution to this scathingly sectarian 2015 version of the Task Force Annual Shame Spectacle and Display of Christian Supremacy and Exceptionalism held in the Cannon House office building on Capitol Hill. Oh, it just, it just destroyed Mr. Olson. I'm sure he went off after watching his speech and probably contemplated suicide or something. Now, a spokesman for the National Day of Prayer Task Force said that the event where General Olson spoke was hosted by United States Representative Robert Anderholt, Republican from Alabama. All invitations to those actively serving the United States military are coordinated through the uh, congressman's office, Dion Elmore said in an email to Air Force Times. Andrew Holt's office did not respond to a request for comment. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Here's what the, uh, the Air Force says in response to those heathens, I guess, who just were absolutely destroyed by that speech. The Air Force says, I can tell you, the Air Force places a high value on the rights of its members to observe the tenets of their respective religion or to observe no religion at all. Lieutenant Colonel Allen Heritage said in an email, the Air Force is dedicated to maintaining an environment in which people can realize their highest potential. You know, ladies and gentlemen, nothing that that general said, nothing that he said was disgraceful. Nothing that he said was going against anything other than, I guess, those people, those heathens, like I said, that are kind of like Dracula. When you speak the truth, when you talk about God, when you show the cross, then they run and hide in darkness. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome to the Phyllis Schlafly
2: Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly is president of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly.
3: After a court struck down Indiana's right-to-work law, unions had every reason to think they would win again in the Indiana Supreme Court. Instead, in a stunning 5-0 to zero decision, the Indiana Supreme Court upheld Indiana's right-to-work law and reversed the trial court decision. The president of the Operating Engineers Local 150, vowed to appeal the ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court, but the U.S. Supreme Court is not the final arbiter of the meaning of the Indiana Constitution. The Indiana Supreme Court is, and it resoundingly held in favor of the right-to-work law, which passed in 2012 in spite of intense opposition from union activists. The Indiana High Court ruled, that the right-to-work law merely prohibits employers from requiring union membership or the payment of monies as a condition of employment. In other words, a mandatory requirement of union membership cannot be imposed. Employees must be free to choose whether to belong to a union or not. The union argued that under federal law, it must represent all the workers. Yet Indiana's right-to-work law allows workers to opt out of a union which must continue to represent them in collective bargaining. This, the union asserted, forces it to work without compensation. The Indiana Supreme Court emphatically rejected the union's argument. The authority of Indiana to enact its right-to-work law comes from the Taft-Hartley Act of 1947, one of the great conservative legislative triumphs. That landmark statute, written by Senator Robert A. Taft and passed over a veto by President Harry Truman, gives states the authority to become a right-to-work state. About half the country has done exactly that. It's remarkable that 65 years after enactment, the Taft-Hartley Act is still producing new conservative victories.
2: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Chances are you or someone you care about is unemployed or underemployed. At eagleforum.org, in a blog conversation with Phyllis Schlafly, we're weighing the causes and solutions of this national crisis. One thing is certain, more government spending is not the answer. Join the blog at egoforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Now, folks, all you Christian out there, I thought I'd play a little bit of old-timey Christian music. Kind of a reunion, if you will, to get us going on the first day of the week Monday. my Folks out there that have lost a loved one in the last month or so, all our prayers go out to you. Wherever you may be in God's big, beautiful world, you must know that your dear ones, they're with the Lord today. And we must continue to pray for us individuals that still occupy God's earth. We must pray for each other. We must pray that our Christians worldwide come through all of the persecution that are now being laid at their feet. We Christians here in America, we have it good. Although we are being persecuted, we have yet to have to face beheadings, rapes, etc. That day could come and we must stand strong, we must stand together, we must understand that the only thing against or between us and evil is our religion and to believe in the almighty word of Jesus Christ, his, our Savior and his Father in heaven. folks, we Christians who pay attention to what's going on in our country, we we Christians who are active, I guess Christian soldiers if you would we Christians who stand up against those the likes of those who would want to destroy us, destroy our religion, destroy our beliefs, destroy our moral values we have to pray for those individuals that are in that deep pit of evil or whatever you want to call it but we don't have to stand and let them beat us around the, uh, the head with those things that they say about our dear Lord and our Christian beliefs. We must stand up against it. We must fight back. We must fight back with the truth. Now, we all know that our religion was the main founding part of the beginnings of our country. We all know that the very foundation of our country was based on judeo-christian beliefs and word of god and jesus christ in the bible. We know that. And you know we've had christians serving we the people from the beginning of our country. The first chief, the first chief justice of the United States Supreme Court appointed by George Washington was also president of the American Bible Society. Who was he? His name was John Jay. And he died May 17, 1829. John Jay was one of the presidents of the Continental Congress. In governments raised on the generous principles of equal liberty, rulers of the state are the servants of the people and not the masters of those from whom they derive their authority. The ungrateful deposition and inordinate lust for domination which marked the unnatural designs of the British king and his venal parliament to enslave the people of America reduced you to the necessity of either asserting your rights by arms or ingloriously passing under the yoke. That was a quote from John Jay. Now as Chief Justice of the State of New York John J. charged the grand jury of Ulster County, September 8, 1777, the infatuated sovereignty of Britain, forgetful that kings were the servants, not the proprietors, and ought to be the fathers, not the incineraries of the people. What can appear more unworthy of credit than a prince should arise who by the influence of corruption alone to reduce three million of his most loyal and affectionate subjects to absolute slavery, binding them in all cases whatever, not even excepting cases of conscience and religion. Will it not appear extraordinary that thirteen colonies, without funds, without disciplined troops, in the face of their enemies unanimously determined to be free and undaunted by the power of Great Britain, refer their case to the justice of the Almighty? Now John Jay signed the Treaty of Paris with Franklin and Adams, which ended the Revolutionary War. The treaty began in the name of the Most Holy and Undivided Trinity. That's the way the written treaty began in the name of the most holy and undivided trinity. John Jay noted way back in 1777, this glorious revolution distinguished by so many marks of the divine favor and interposition, and I may say miraculous, that when future ages shall read this history, they will be tempted to consider a great part of it as fabulous. He goes on to say, "The many remarkable, the many remarkable events by which our wants have been supplied and our enemies repelled, are such strong and striking proofs of the interposition of heaven that our having been hitherto delivered from the threatened bondage of Britain ought, like the emancipation of the Jews from Egypt." servitude to be forever ascribed to its true cause, and kindle in the flame of gratitude and piety, which may consume all remains of vice and irreligion. Blessed be God, the time will now never arrive when the prince of a country in another quarter of the globe will command your obedience and hold you in vassalage. Nor will you in future be subject to the imperious sway of rulers, instructed to sacrifice your happiness whenever it might be inconsistent with the ambitious views of your royal master. Ladies and gentlemen, that was comments, that was written by John Jay. And John Jay, if you ask me, had a look into the future. He knew that there was going to be things coming down in America long after he passed that would question Christianity, question the American way of life that was fought for and set up and written into by the Revolutionary War when we pulled ourselves away from Great Britain, from the British king and the parliament. The very people who seek to enslave the people of America, who reduced the necessity of either the colonists either asserting their rights by arms or ingloriously passing under the yoke. And thank God our ancestors selected asserting their rights by arms, by revolution. And like I said, John Jay was the first Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court appointed by George Washington, who was also president of the American Bible Society and one of the presidents of the Continental Congress. John Jay, a true American hero, a founder of our glorious country. John Jay knew. He knew, based on the Constitution, what him and his fellow constituents and him and his followers of the revolution, the ones who fought the revolution, he knew what was going to happen somewhere down the road. And like he said, Blessed be God, the time will now never arrive when the prince of a country in another quarter of the globe will command your obedience and hold you in vassalage. Nor will you in future be subject to the imperious sway of rulers instructed to sacrifice your happiness whenever it might be inconsistent with the ambitious views of their royal master. Ladies and gentlemen of America, Christians, we have arrived at that time. We have a person in office under the name of Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de sissy. Who considers himself the royal master or the master? Who considers himself the all-knowing, all-seeing individual? Who considers himself the man who controls the purse strings, the heart strings, the minds of all Americans? And if they do not stamp to what he wants or believes in, he will destroy them by character assassination, whatever means he has available to him. This is all in unison with the Communist Democrat Party and the do-nothing leadership of the Republican Party. America is in a quagmire of immorality, of indecisiveness, lack of leadership, lack of morals. We are swaying to and from on on the waves of evil In America today. And this man. Way back. In 1777. Seen. Into the future. I believe he did. He wrote in 1777. The Americans are the first people. Whom heaven. Has favored with an opportunity. Of choosing the form. Or forms of government. Under which they should live. All other constitutions have derived their existence from violence or accidental circumstances. Your lives, your liberties, your property will be at the disposal disposal only of your creator and yourselves, he said. You will know no power but such as you will create. No authority unless derived from your grants. No laws by such as acquire all their obligation from your consent. Security is also given to the rights of consciousness and private judgment. They are by nature subject to no control that of the deity. Every man is permitted to consider, to adore, to be, worship his creator in the matter or the manner most agreeable to his coexistence or conscience. John Jay You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, Our ancestors, and I've said this many times, when they wrote the Constitution of the United States of America, when they put together our country, they were doing the work, but the hand of God was on their shoulder. The hand of God was on their hand as they wrote the Constitution. God promised us as long as we kept him in the front of the audience, as long as we worshipped him, that America would be blessed. And it was, and it is. But now in our country, we're throwing God out of everything. Out of school, out of our lives. Denying him at every juncture. And those who were in power, Those who are in power are the same type of people that we fought against in the Revolutionary War. The very same type of people that want to dictate to us from their quarter on how we should live as human beings. How we should or should not adore, pray to, etc. How we should or should not stand for Immoral or moral rights. They will dictate to us what is right, what is wrong. Nothing to do with God. God is out of the question as far as they're concerned. Here in America today, the people who are in power, those who sit in judgment of us, the very people that we elected and sent to Congress, have turned against us. Not just our religion. But as a people, as the way we carry ourselves, believe in ourselves, what America stands for, they've turned against every bit of that. And here we sit, here we stand, we Americans, again, we Americans who pay attention, talk about these things every day. How the word of God is being demeaned and besmirched. How those in power are telling us that we have no clue on what really should be and not be, but they do. The very people who believe in murdering a baby in the womb. The very people who sign on to homosexuality as something that is just normal. The very people that lie to us every day calling themselves our leaders, our representatives. And for the most part, Americans, nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. There's no great outcry. There's no great outcry of stop persecuting us as Christians. We are the Americans. We are Americans. This is what we stand for. You're wrong. No great outcry to that. Most Americans just keep their mouths shut and go on their merry way. But someday, like I've said on many of my shows, someday, and I fear very soon, we people here in America who have had it so great and yes, so easy for centuries, are now going to be faced with some very hard times. And those individuals out there that have thrown God under the bus, those individuals out there that claim there is no God, those individuals who come down on people who believe in our Lord, believe in God, believe in the Christian way, when that day comes... When all that is good in this country as far as what we have as blessings disappears. The only people that are going to survive those bad days, bad years, hell it could be centuries, are the people who still hold on to their religion, their Christian religion. You stop and think about it. If you were sitting in a little house somewhere in Iraq and you had a wife, and two little or three little children, and you were Christian, and you heard a knock on your door, and it was ISIS, and they told you, either give your religion up, or we're going to cut your heads off, we're going to kill your children, what would you do? What would you do? Cross your fingers and toes, and say, okay, I'm now a Muslim? Throw God under the bus? Throw your years of years... And generations of worshiping Jesus Christ and uh, the Son of God and His Father God, would you throw that all away? You know what? Most of us can't answer that question. Most of us can't. It's only human when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of answering that question, what a person will say. But all we have to do is look no further than the Middle East and see those hundreds of people, thousands of people laying in line with no heads. Christians that were murdered and killed in broad daylight just because they believed in our Lord. Just because they believed in the Christian way. ISIS killed them. Had no qualms about doing it. Where are those people that were killed? If you're a true Christian, we know where they're at. They were being embraced in the arms of our Savior. They are sitting somewhere on a marble chair or seat looking up at God and adoring Him. Now, we Christians... We've got to band together. We've got to stand up for our religion, stand up for our beliefs, because if we don't, we know what will happen. We have to look no further than the Middle East. Our government and people within our government, people within the media, etc., all band together and they do not care about Christians. They would like to see them go away, one way or another, It's on us. It's on us as Christians to stand up and protest and stand up, just like our forefathers, our founders did against the king of England. It's on us as Americans to say, that's enough. You're not going to go any further with this. You're not going to push your debauchery and your heathenistic ideas and uh, ways upon us as Christians. We will not accept it. You are not welcome in our homes you're not welcome in our businesses leave we have just as much right to conduct our businesses as we see fit as you do to come and take it away from us it's going to be down to that ladies and gentlemen we're going to be pushed in a corner we're almost there now and whatever comes out on the, outside, the other side is how we conduct ourselves as Christians This is Gary Gatehouse, and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Monday edition. Blue Monday. (laughs) And we'll be back after the Fox 5-Minute News.
3: You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the Fox 5-Minute News break.
2: News Radio. I'm Sal and Grasso. Dozens of suspected gang members being detained after a deadly shootout among rival motorcycle gangs at a popular Central Texas restaurant. Waco police say nine bikers were killed, 18 injured in the lunchtime melee.
0: There is blood everywhere. I will tell you that we have recovered numerous weapons. We will probably approach the number of 100 weapons that were recovered from individuals here at this biker fight.
2: Sergeant W. Patrick Swanton of the Waco Police Department.
0: In 34 years of law enforcement, this is the worst
1: crime scene, the most violent crime scene that I have ever been involved in.
2: Panic patrons and bystanders were seen running for safety. One Marine has died after an Osprey aircraft made a hard landing in Hawaii. The unit was part of the 15th Marine Expeditionary Unit from Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, 22 personnel were on board. Marine Public Information Officer Alex Lim, 21 other people taken to hospitals. Those Marines are in Hawaii for training. The Islamic State group has seized control of Ramadi, the capital of Iraq's Anbar province.
1: Around 500 people are reported to have been killed in the fighting so far. Thousands are trying to flee. It's not the first place in Anbar to have come under attack, but it is the most significant. Officials say there'll be a push to regain ground over the coming days.
2: Sky reporter Hind Hassan. National Weather Service says more severe
0: weather could hit. The primary severe threat Monday again will be across far west Texas parts of southeast New Mexico, perhaps extending into portions of Oklahoma.
2: Meteorologist Mark Darrow at the National Weather Service Storm Prediction Center. And Amtrak will resume Northeast Corridor Service Monday morning as the investigation continues into last Tuesday's derailment. You're listening to Fox News Radio, Fair and Balanced. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Time starts now. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Where can you find the answers to these questions? Uh...
1: Car crashes are one of the leading killers of U.S. children. Many of those deaths could be prevented by making sure that kids are in the right seat for their age and size. Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. That's safercar.gov the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
2: Suddenly, we're all paying a lot more at the gas pumps than we've been in recent months. Gasoline prices jumped 22 cents over the past three weeks to an average 2.78 a gallon. Energy analyst Trilby Lumberg blames it on a weaker dollar and supply problems at some U.S. refineries, but sees an end to the upward trend. It-
1: near-term outlook, I think, is for the price spike to peter out, to lose steam dramatically, and probably to cease.
2: Lumberg adds that the average price is still 93 cents a gallon lower than it was a year ago. Pat O'Neill, Fox News Radio. Police in St. Petersburg, Florida, say an officer shot and killed a suspect after the suspect shot and injured him Sunday evening. The Tampa Bay Times reports the officer was searching for a suspect in another shooting when the 18 year old been fired and hit him in the leg the officer taken to a hospital with injuries that do not appear to be life threatening Ahead of the Memorial Day recess, Congress will try to beat the clock on NSA surveillance and highway funding.
0: Key Patriot Act provisions expire at the end of the month. The House overwhelmingly approving an extension that ends the NSA's bulk collection of phone data. But it remains unclear if the same reform package will clear the Senate. Several Republican leaders prefer a bill renewing the current program for five more years. A bill that would have to overcome bipartisan opposition. Just a few days remain before the highway trust fund runs out of money. A long-term fix appears stalled. Congress working on a two-month Band-Aid. Democrats are pushing for a package that might also boost Amtrak funding, calling for improvements in the wake of last week's deadly derailment. At the Capitol,
2: Jared Halpern, Fox News Radio. Extreme athlete Dean Potter and another man died in a base jumping accident. Potter and Graham Hunt died late Saturday after attempting a wingsuit flight from 7,500-foot Taft Point. A Yosemite National Park spokesman says crews found their body Sunday in the Yosemite Valley. No parachutes had been deployed. I'm Sal Giangrasso, Fox News Radio.
1: Well, looky here, a new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station.
3: You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show.
0: Well, welcome back to the second half of the Gary Gatehouse Monday edition, Blue Monday, the Gary Gatehouse radio show. You know, folks, so, uh, during the break, during the Fox 5-Minute News, I was going through some some articles that were popping up on my uh, screen here off the internet, and I ran across one that was kind of, kind of weird, but it was kind of uh, an illustration, if you will, an example, if you will, of just where the world is headed these days. Now this is a story out of London, out of the United Kingdom, and is reported by BBC Swahili. And I made the headline up, Cannibal Restaurant Busted in Nigeria for Serving Human Flesh. That's right! Police raided the restaurant after locals reported it was selling human meat. They discovered human heads which were still dripping with blood in plastic bags. Weapons including grenades also found during the raid in Ambra region of uh, Nigeria. Ten people so far have been arrested in connection to the various crimes. My God. My God. Now this Nigerian restaurant had reportedly been shut down for cooking human flesh and serving it to customers. The police were tipped off by locals who suspected something horrific was taking place inside the kitchen. They raided the hotel rest the hotel restaurant to discover human heads, which were still dripping with blood in plastic bags. A local priest who ate at the restaurant in the southeastern province of Anbar was alarmed at the price of meals there, let alone where the meat came from. This is reported again by BBC. Swahili. He was presented a bill of seven hundred naira, naira, nara, n a r a nara, around two pounds twenty. When the daily wage of tens of millions of Nigerians is approximately sixty p or sixty pence, the priest said the attendant noticed my reaction and told me it was the small piece of meat I had eaten that made the bill scale that high. I did not know I had not that I had been served with human meat and that it was so expensive The police also found a terrifying arsenal of weapons which included grenades when they raided the restaurant 10 people were arrested in connection to the crimes one resident said I'm not surprised at the shocking revelation. Every time I went to the market, I observed strange activities going on in the hotel. People who were never cleanly dressed and who looked a bit strange made their way in and out of the hotel, making me very suspicious of their activities. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here in America, we witness more Nigerians arriving every day here in America, in our country. President Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de Sisi is planning on bringing more Nigerians to our country, more third world trash, people who eat human flesh, cannibals, people who have no concept at all about who we are here in America, how we live, have no concept at all really of hygiene as it's practiced here in America. America is becoming a dumping ground for every type of third world trash, uneducated, diseased, socialist, Marxist people who practice voodoo. Hell, who knows what they are practicing and who they are. Yet our government brings them to our country and dumps them. The United Nations negotiates with our government to dump more and more third world trash. Into America. America, can't you see what this government, our government, Obama, is doing to us? He knows that one of the ways to destroy this country is to litter it with uneducated, diseased, third-world trash people who could give a rat's behind about America, about the Constitution, about anything about America. And divide us all, dilute us down to a nation that has... Hundreds and hundreds of separate religions and ways of expressing themselves and, and it's unbelievable what this this country is under right now as far as attacks go. Our own government is conducting them. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to public school in our some of our major cities, teachers are faced with people who speak completely different languages than we do well into the 20s and 30 different languages at some schools. We're required by law to, to print voting ballots in I don't know how many different languages. When there's a school play or something, they have interpreters. What has this country came to? America, don't you realize that you're taken for granted by your government? They don't care about Americans. They are peppering this nation, north, south, east, and west, with people from other third world countries. Third world trash. They won't close our borders. They won't exercise the laws and and, and, uh, enforce the laws that handle immigration, etc. They refuse to do it. Yet they stand out in front of us every day and they tell us that they are doing their best and they're lying to us. They're not doing anything we have people who are running for the presidential nomination on the Republican side people like Jeb Bush Marco Rubio who stand there and tell us that they are going to make it easy for those people who broke into our country that third world trash from south of the border and give them amnesty yet America does nothing does say nothing the media is with them Jeb Bush is a liar Rubio's a liar he was one of the gang of eight And here America sets. Obama's bringing in Nigerians. He's bringing in God knows what into this country and dumping them at your doorstep and my doorstep. Little towns throughout the United States. I got an email from a person the other day that lives in a Midwest town of approximately 60 to 65,000 population wise. It's a farm based community, it's in a Midwest area, heartland if you will, they have a pork processing plant there. And that pork processing plant is ran and staffed mainly by Hispanic, probably most illegal, and Nigerians that they imported and brought down from Nebraska, whatever. And now they're talking about building a bacon packing plant. Which I'm sure There will be millions, if not thousands, of people wanting to scramble up there, Hispanics, illegals, whatever, to take part in the employment process. And here we Americans sit. Here we sit, looking at each other, dumbfounded, scratching our heads, and saying, how did this all happen? How did this all come about? We know how it came about. We were asleep at the wheel. We don't care what's going on in our country. We don't take the time to pay attention. You know it. You know it, America. But you can't shame Americans anymore. You can't bring them around to thinking, well, they're... These people are tearing our country apart because most of Americans underinformed don't care. I haven't got the time. Leave me alone. I don't want to buy into that conspiracy. You're all full of it. It could never happen in my country. We've heard it all before, right? We've heard it all before. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages.
1: You got to take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. If you're well up the Lumber or down in back you got to conserve water, keep the air clean. Take care of Texas, don't you know what I mean, y'all? Kevin Fowler here. Texans take great pride in keeping our air clean. Visit TakeCareOfTexas.org and take the pledge to help keep it that way. We'll send you a free Texas State Park Guide. You gotta take care of Texas. It's the only one we got.
2: Sponsored by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out
2: Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. And there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori?
1: AJ, how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke,
2: put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere.
1: These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting; it's dangerous. Do us all a favor: when you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's wireless companies,
0: and the National Safety Council. Hey, all you folks out there that are married, engaged, I think you'll like this song. I do. Kind of says a lot. Have listened to the lyrics.
1: I know true love. Sometimes we'll sigh, sometimes we'll cry, and we'll know why, just you and I. Days. Our true love is Will bring us joys to share With those
0: who really care You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Monday Sometimes edition.
1: Sometimes we'll sigh Sometimes we'll cry Just you and
0: I, no two I'd like to send a big shout out to all my friends over there at Dogs of War. I hope you're having a great Monday. All my friends up there at freedominamericaradio.com, Mr. Billy Van Horn and all his bunch. Freedominamericaradio.us, Mr., Mr. V and all his boys up there on the internet. And all you folks at Restoration Radio United Kingdom over there in London. To my friend yeah, Stephen Lang.
1: Hope you're having a great day over there, Stephen. I hope it's not raining on your parade.
0: <laughs> but I bet it is.
1: Bringing to share with those who care. Sometimes we'll sigh.
0: All you folks down there in South Africa, my prayers go out to you. All you folks in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Pacific Rim, China, all you Christians everywhere, it's time to get on your knees and pray for those who are being oppressed. It's our duty, it's our way, it's our religion. You know, God bless all you families out there. God bless all you moms and dads that have children or contemplating having children or just yourselves, you know. God bless all of you. You know, being a parent today is not an easy job. Thank God I, uh... My kids are already, uh... raised and gone and, you know, have their own children, have their my grandchildren. And I know that raising a child today in today's environment in the United States of America is no easy task. And I, I salute all moms and dads out there, all single parents, all you folks that are involved with making things just a little bit better for our kids here in the United States, all you volunteers, all you mother-in-laws and father-in-laws, <laughs> we're all in it together. We are all in it together to make this country stay great and to pass on a good legacy to our children, our grandchildren, and to people that we'll never ever see generations on down the road that will be here long after we have left this earth. And we've got to take it upon, make it a a point to take it upon ourselves that make sure that when we Get to the point where we hand over the reins of this country to those that will follow, the leaders of the, of, of, the, of the country in later years. We've got to make sure that we hand them the reins of a positive-thinking America, a God-believing America, a Christian nation. That's, that's our duty. That is our duty as American citizens and as Christians, as moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas. That is our duty. Now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, our illustrious President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de Sissi, and his lovely statuesque wife, Michelle, made a day, this last Sunday, they came out and said, I'll comm- commemorate Sunday as International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. Now, let's just stop right there. And let's discuss this homophobia and transphobia that Obama, Michelle, the Democrat Communist Party, the media, the public school system, Hollywood, they're all on board with this new way of looking at Christians, new way of looking at those people, we the people who do not stand for what these people stand for. And they have come up with a new wedge, if you will. Homophobia and transphobia. A new way, they think, of making us Christians ashamed of ourselves. Now, President Obama issued a statement on Saturday indicating that he and his First Lady Michelle Obama would commemorate this Sunday as the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. You know, he dedicates so much time to pushing the issue, pushing homophobia or pushing homosexual movement and the transsexual movement on we people who stand against it. He spends a lot of time doing that. He spends a lot of time standing with his Muslim brothers. He never apologizes, never says a thing about those Christians in the Middle East that are being destroyed, beheaded by his fellow Muslims. He never says anything about the Christian religion and its stand, where it says in the Bible, and its stand against homosexuality. Never does. But there isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't stand with the other side. And he's doing it again. And he said, I'll commemorate Sunday as International Day against homophobia and transphobia. This last Sunday, I would assume. And in that statement, the president said he is working to address the specific needs of transgender persons. What are the needs of transgender persons? Are we going to make them a special entity? Are we going to treat them as somebody or an entity that is above or over here uh, separated from the rest of us with special needs, special uh, legislation, whatever? I'm going to read you his statement. Michelle and I join our fellow Americans and others around the world in commemorating the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia tomorrow, May 17th. We take this opportunity to reaffirm that lesbian, homosexual, bisexual, and transgendered LGBT rights are human rights. To celebrate the dignity of every person and to underscore that all people deserve to live free from fear of violence and discrimination regardless of who they are or whom they love. Okay, let's stop right there. You talk about discrimination just about every other word out of your mouth. And it's all directed at white people. It's all directed at Christians. You talk about us discriminating against everybody. Who's discriminating against us? Well, could it be the homosexuals? Could it be Barack Hussein Obama Jr. and his lovely statuesque wife Michelle and their minions in his cabinet and the Communist Democrat Party and the do-nothing leadership of the Republican Party? Could they be discriminating against Christians in this country? I think so. I think so. But that goes uh, by the wayside. We don't count, right? We're the problems, as you see it. For everything that is wrong with America. The very religion this country was founded by. Is now a problem in this country. As seen through the eyes of the left. As seen through the fascist movement. Homosexual movement. As seen through the eyes of the communist democrat party. As seen through the atheist eyes. And the secularist eyes. War on Christians. And yes war on whites. He goes on to say, We work towards this goal every day. Speak for yourself, buddy. Here at home, we are working to end bias, motivated violence, combat discrimination in the workplace, and address the specific needs of transgender persons. Overseas, I am proud of the steps that the United States has taken to prioritize the protection and promotion of homosexual rights in our diplomacy and global outreach. Oh, really? Why don't you talk to Hillary about Benghazi and her ambassador over there in Libya that was left to hang out to dry, that was killed. It's reported that he was a homosexual. You sure in the hell didn't stand by him. You didn't look at him and his uh rights to be protected. No, you told lies about the whole Benghazi thing to cover your own rear ends. But you'll stand up here in front of God and everybody and make yourself out to be some moral individual and you're nothing but a decrepit old piece of crap that stands for everything that is wrong with America and you push all those issues on us, all the debauchery and all the immorality that is oozing out of your skin, out of your mind, and those that follow you onto we Christians. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the major spokesmen in the communist takeover of America, Barack Hussein Obama Jr. The homosexual movement, movement is nothing more than a modern-day fascist movement that is being sponsored, by, again, by Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de Sisi. He is using the bully pulpit to push the fascist movement, the homosexual fascist movement, onto all Americans. He and his wife Michelle are pushing acceptance, of homosexuality lifestyle on we Christians who follow the word of Bible and God. Obama and the left are using the homosexual movement to destroy morals in our country, to destroy the military, to destroy Christianity. They are waging an all-out war on we Christians. And And that includes Hillary Clinton, the Communist Democrat Party, the mainstream media, Hollywood and television, all working 24-7 to change America forever, change our children, undermine the American family, destroy our American values. And I have to ask this, and I've asked it many times, I'll do it again. Where are the men and women of the cloth? Where are you? Why are you not standing with we who are fighting these heathens? Why are you not standing with us? Get out from behind your pulpits. Stand with us. Take on the government. Defy their orders, even if it means walking down the street arm to arm and ending up in jail. Defy the government. They are trying to destroy this country. It's now or never. Oh, we can push it off into a corner and hope that 2016 will get a new leader, a whole new set of ideas and rules. That is all BS if you believe in that. They're all the same. I don't care what they preach. When they get to D.C., everything changes. Their whole psyche changes. Their whole way of looking at things change. Ladies and gentlemen of America, like I said, it's now or never. We either take our country back now or just forget about it and just go down with the ship. That's the way to look at it. We can't look at it any other way anymore. We cannot sit back and say, well, things will change in 2016. We were told they would change in 2014. Have they? They've got worse. All those senators that we elected and installed up in the Senate and gave the Republican Party both houses, have they done anything good for uh, uh, people who stand for uh, right to life? Have they done anything good for Christians? Have they done anything good for the American family, for our children, for all the things that are going down in our country that are destroying it? Have they stood up against it? No. They have not. McConnell and Boehner are two turncoats. They're liars. And we Christians, we Christians that pray we Christians that go to church. We Christians that don't go to church. We Christians that believe in the word of God and his son Jesus Christ. We believe that he died on the cross. And we sign on to all the, the moral uh, preachings that he's made in the Bible, and etc. And we're told that we're wrong. We're told that we're corny. We're told that we're out of step. We're told that we're an impediment to the new America. We're told that we are the only reason why the left has not uh, succeeded, and it's our fault. Should we just bow our heads and continue to continue to pray? You remember in the Bible, God went to the synagogue one day. Well, Jesus went to the synagogue one day, and he was started dinner, and he seen all these money changers. And it made him mad. And he told him not here in my God's ha- in my father's house. And he threw him out. He threw him out and told him not to come back. Should we learn something from that? Should we learn something from what Jesus did when he encountered people that were going against really the teachings of his father, desecrating his father's house, the synagogue? Or the temple? Should we learn something from that as Christians? I'll tell you what Gary Gatthouse learns from that. When Jesus went in there and seen what was going on, he took care of business, to put it bluntly. He threw him out on their keister, and he told him not to come back. You think maybe Christians today here in the United States that witness all the things that are going down against us do you think that we should just take a passé type approach to all this? Just stand in a corner in the shadows and every once in a while let them pull, me, pull us out of the shadows and beat us about the head, kick us in the teeth and tell us to go sit down and shut up again? Do you think everything, anything will ever get accomplished as far as taking this country back and reinstalling it as a Christian nation? Do you think maybe it's time we throw the money changers out of the United States government? Do you think it's time that we throw all those individuals that are pushing everything against God laws onto us out of the United States government? Do you think it's time, America? Do you really think it's time that we stand up and be proactive Christians, not passive Christians? Or do you think if we speak out as Christians and raise our voices and clench our fists and maybe even march down the street arm in arm protesting against the government coming down on us as Christians, do you think that would bring the wrath of God down on us? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, folks, I'll be the first to admit I'm a big sinner. i would be the first to admit that I don't go to church. And I'll also be the first to admit that I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and sins of past, present, and future generations. I believe that with my whole heart. I believe that, young, that babies unborn in the mother's womb have a right to life. I believe that our country was founded with the help of our, our God. God the Father. He guided us. He bestowed his blessings on us. I believe it so much that as a young person I fought in Vietnam to uphold all of that. Like millions of others like me and before me and probably after me. There comes a time when men and women who believe in their country, I don't care what country it is, that is being destroyed, there comes a time when they stand up and they say, No more. No more. Has that time arrived here in the United States yet? Or what will it take For the people of America to be rocked to their core and finally stand up against those who want to destroy what we stand for as a nation. What will it take? Time's running out. Whether you believe it or not.
3: You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio
0: Show. We'll be right back after a few short messages. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Monday edition on FreedomInAmericaRadio.com and dogsaboyradio.com. We'll be right back.
2: go to the doctor. My uncle called, speech all slurred, complaining his arms numb. He called everyone. He even called my daughter Tiara because, you know, she's got a year of nursing. <laughs> everyone thinks he needs to go to the doctor, including me. So he said, well, will you take me? I'm like, I'm on the road. He goes, I'll wait. <laughs> Strokes No Joke. Dial 911. Time loss is brain loss. Seriously,
0: dial 911.
3: Visit StrokesNoJoke.org, brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
0: Yep. It happened to me. I was in a crash. I was talking on my cell phone. Then, it happened.
1: I was in a crash. I was, like,
2: texting my friend. Then, it happened.
0: It happens.
2: I was in a crash.
1: I was putting on my makeup. Then, it happened. Reaching for my coffee. I was just reaching. Then. Then, it happened. Distracted driving is deadly driving. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Here's a song that means a lot to me. I hope you enjoy it. Will I remember? <coughs> Sorry about that. Let me catch my breath for a second. <coughs> oh, hold on there.
2: If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, emphysema, or other trouble breathing, you might actually have something more. COPD. It's the number four cause of death in America. Few people have heard of it, including those who actually have it. Take it away, Jim. COPD can be treated. A simple breathing test can help you find out if you have it. So talk to your doctor about COPD. Get the test. Start getting the right treatment. (laughs)
1: Thank you (coughs) very much. Learn more.
2: Breathe better. Go to www.learnaboutcopd.org. A message from the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
0: Man, there's somebody back here in the back of that property back there firing up sounds like a 357 magnum or something god he must have a old i don't know wild hog or something cornered back there and he's just blowing it away <laughs> i can hear the pop 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 every once in a while just hope it doesn't come through the walls of my uh little studio here and uh, hits me in the microphone or something my god you know folks sometimes i have the opportunity To monitor, not all the time, but sometimes I take the opportunity to monitor those folks that are uh, signing on to listen to the show. And I don't know if you know it or not, but it comes up and it, uh, on a world map it shows me the town and the country where that person who just rolled up on my show was listening to it. And uh, it shows up, and uh, there's all these little red dots that pop up, bunches of them. And uh, it, it kind of makes me feel good to see folks tuning in from South Africa. It really does. Because I know how you folks over there, I know what's, what's going down in South Africa, and I know that it's no fun time for you over there, nuts, none whatsoever. And... I have to I have to tell you folks in South Africa this. Of course, I live in America. Freedom here is abundant so far. And we have our problems, that's for sure. And we have problems that are of grave concern to all true Americans. But we've always prided ourselves as the problems we have, we'll take care of our own business. We don't need any outside help to... You know, help us get through our problems. We'll take care of ourselves. We've always prided ourselves in doing that. But I'll tell you this: I'll tell you a secret, all you folks in South Africa, well, anywhere in the United in the world that listens to any radio show, and if you listen to the Gary Gatehouse show, we we don't close the doors, we don't close the windows, and stop all prayers coming from abroad, headed towards our country. We welcome people from other countries praying for America. Because you see, we really need, we need prayer. We need God to guide us in all the things that are happening here in America. We need and we ask, as Christians ask, for God to provide us with some stand-up leadership. Leadership dialed in as Christians leaders of men and women who will take the bull by the horns, if you will, and get the country back on the main road again. Because you see, America has been in the ditch for a long time. And as the years have passed, we've got further down into the ditch. We're down wallowing around in the mud, and the grunge, and the filth right now. We really are. You folks that live in other countries, you can kind of t- get an idea of that by watching the television shows and the and the uh, Hollywood movies that come out of our country. They're not very good. And they sure as heck don't offer up to you folks what America really stands for. It's all make-believe, every bit of it. Or if it isn't, it's all based on what the left sees America as or what they want America to be. We Americans... We go about our daily business to earn a living for ourselves, or our better half, or for ourselves, our wives, and our children. We still believe in America. We still believe that God has blessed America. And there's an old saying here in America that I remember. I used to type a lot in typing class, my freshman year of high school. It was an exercise in the keyboard, and it goes something like this now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. And I could go a little bit further and say, now is the time for all good Christians, men and women, and men and women of the cloth, and rabbis, to come to the aid of their country. And all you folks that live abroad... And I watch that little map I was telling you about, and I see, I see the red dots popping up in South Africa. I see them in Taiwan. I see them pop up in Spain, the Middle East, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, South America, England, Europe, Eastern Europe. And it, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to know that there are people out there, not only in the United States, but there are people... Abroad, across the pond, across the Atlantic, across the Pacific, half away around the world, that tune into the Gary Gatehouse radio show and have a listen to what I have to say. Now, like most people here in the United States, a lot of, I see a lot of people in the United States, they'll click to the Gary Gatehouse show. Well, not a lot, but some. They'll click on and they'll hear me talk. And if I'm not talking about politics 100% of the time, they just, they just uh, go, go elsewhere. Or if I'm talking about Christian values, those people are that click onto my show, they say, oh my God, he's a Christian, I'm out of here. And off they go. You see, in America today, there are so many factions, so many different groups, so many different beliefs or non-beliefs, that America is not unified anymore. America is not unified under the, under the cross of the Christian religion. It's not unified under the flag, the American flag. We have so many people in this country that have came here that have never learned the values of our country. We have Americans who are taught that the values of our country are no good. They're wrong. We have people in school, our children in public school, that are being taught to hate their own country They're not being taught the history of our country. Consequently, we're going to have an ever-growing population of misinformed, underinformed I don't care, I don't give a damn population of people who if we ever had to come together as a population, as a group, as Americans, I don't think we'll be able to do that again. I don't really think America will ever be able to do what it did In World War II, when our grandmothers and grandfathers who had already been through a depression and not that far back from World War I, who came together as a nation, rolled up their sleeves, and all our young men rolled up their sleeves and went to the recruiting office and signed up and went off to fight a war on foreign soil to stop Hitler, to stop Stalin, to stop Tojo. To stop all the evil in the world. We sacrificed many sons and daughters. Just like the nations of Europe. Just like the nations of New Zealand, Australia, Canada. Just like the free people of China. Sacrificed much. To take our countries back. From the tyranny. And from the corruption and evil. That was being pushed on us. Now we fast forward to the day May eighteenth, 2015 and whether a lot of people want to admit it or not that same evil is running rampant in our, in our uh, countries is running rampant in the United States government and there is every indication that here in America now I have to put a caveat on this when I say this, there's every indication here in America, most, not all, Americans have given up. Most, not all, Americans have said the hell with it. Most, not all, Americans have said it can never happen to us. Most, not all, Americans, if pushed come to shove, would not run to the recruiting office, and join the military to fight evil. They would run the other way. That's the status of America today. To quote back to the 70s, it's helter-skelter. Every guy, every gal for themselves, most, not all. Now in America, just like your countries. I would assume you have your so-called leadership, you have your so-called leaders, your so-called governments based on whatever. And I've talked to people from Europe, I've talked to people from Denmark, Sweden, Italy, Germany, France, Great Britain, United Kingdom, England. And all the folks that I talk to are patriots of their respective countries. They realize the same as you and I do that their country is under duress. Their leadership is not what is good for the country. They understand that. And again, I put a caveat on that. Most, but not all, Europeans have taken another route. They've left what their countries stood for and throwed all that away. You have to look no further than England. And I've talked about this many times. A thousand years of history. Some good, some of it bad. Nevertheless, a thousand years of history. It's all being thrown out. It's all being forgotten about. It probably isn't even taught anymore. You know, folks, one of the main tools... One of the main tools of the left, one of the main tools of evil, because it's used in a wrong way, is international communications. What used to take weeks, sometimes months, to get information on something that transpired on another continent or so, is instantaneous now. Instantaneous. Flying from one country to another. You can bring all your thoughts, ideas, ideas, All your evil with you just jump on a plane and head for America or head for England or wherever. You land there and you set up shop. Television, another tool. Used in the wrong way. I remember when I was a kid growing up in the 50s. Such shows as Howdy Doody and, oh, I don't know, Pinky Lee and um, all those kids' shows. And Saturday was a great time for children. They sat down in front of the TV for an hour or two and watched Buster Brown and uh, Tom and Jerry and shows like that, and they went outside and played. The television shows for uh, for adults were entertainment shows, comedy shows, shows about family life, and they all taught a lesson, a good moral lesson. Not anymore. Television today is a hodgepodge of evil, of lies, of non reality, all owned and operated and produced by the left. There are no family shows on there anymore. None that fall within the category of the ones that fell in the category of family shows back in the 50s and early 60s, they're non existent anymore. The American family is on its way out, the American family is being destroyed. The American family is falling under the boot of Barack Hussein Obama Jr. to Sissy, his minions, the Communist Democrat Party, the media, Hollywood, the fascist homosexual movement. The American family is being ripped apart. The children inside that families, those families are being t- directed a completely different way than their mother and father's, for the most part, want them to follow. We're in dark streets. We're in dark times. We're in very dark times. We who follow know this. We pay attention. We know that most of America, most of what other country out there in the Western world has cashed in. They're all in on everything except for what is good. Either they're passive or they're pushing the wrong end of the stick, into the eyes of us who still love our countries, who are still Christians, who still love our families. uh, We're in a minority, that's for sure. And the only thing I can say to all you folks out there that listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio show, and believe me, I appreciate you tuning in, I wish the heck I could visit and sit down and visit with every one of you. I honestly do. Sure, there might be a barrier of language, but we could overcome that. If I had the money, I would love to conduct tours where I could meet you folks in South Africa, sit down and talk to you, pray with you. All you folks in New Zealand, Australia, Canada... All you free minded folks in China and Russia. Patriots everywhere. Europe, England. And I want to put out this one last thing before we go to break. You people, the downtrodden, you people that are being beat about the head by your governments, you people that are being persecuted. You people in the Middle East, you Christians that are carrying such a load on your shoulders. Just remember that God loves you. I'm pretty sure you already know that. And just remember that we folks in the United States, as Christians, we take the time to pray for you. You're part of us. You're our brothers and sisters. Regardless of where you're at in God's big, beautiful world. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. Face it, there are some things you simply cannot
1: control. But there are some really important things you can control like keeping your family healthy and safe. Steps you can take to make sure the important things in your life are under control. The American Diabetes Association has a free booklet called Planning for a Healthy Life, and it'll help you do just that with information on everything from healthier eating choices, choosing a doctor and managing your finances to planning for a secure retirement. To get your free copy, call 1-800-DIABETES or go to diabetes.org lifeplanner Order yours today and take control of your life. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association. Because we want everyone to be healthy and happy.
0: Uh, We're coming up on the hour and uh, and into another Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Monday edition. Thank you all for signing on and listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show today. I appreciate it. it Just remember we're on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're on at noon, Eastern Standard Time, American Eastern Standard Time, on dogsaboardradio.com. You can go up on uh, Facebook. And uh, sign on and listen. And while you're up there, join Dogs of War on Facebook. Like-minded people up there—all a lot of great individuals, great Americans, English people, whatever. What parent. Join DogsOfWar.com. You'll have a good time. You can hear the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on FreedomInAmericaRadio.com. You can also join Freedom in America Radio on Facebook as well. As you can join the Gary Gatehouse Entertainer page on Facebook. Just type in Gary Gatehouse in the search window, drop by and give me a thumbs up. How about it? You know, ladies and gentlemen, before I sign off, I had a piece that I was going to talk about. And uh, we were going to discuss pro-abortion activists. They're saying that ban on killing 20-week-old babies, unborn babies, inhumane, out of touch with American values. Pro-abortion groups are angry about the passage of House Resolution No. 36, the Pain-Capable Unborn Protection Act, which would put a national ban on most abortions after 20 weeks of gestation, except in the case of rape or incest or when the mother's life is threatened. Now, plain and simple, when politicians introduce inhumane bans on abortion, they are trying tying the hands of, of physicians who want to help couples going through heartbreaking situations, like serious fetal anomalies, etc., Shauna Thomas, co-founder of the liberal activist website, Ultraviolet. She said this in a press release, adding that Republicans want to criminalize women's reproductive choices. Now, Ms. Shauna Thom- Thomas talks about this bill, H.R. 36, Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, which would put a national ban on most abortions after 20 weeks gestation. She calls that inhumane. She calls that inhumane. Yet she stands up in front of God and everybody and says it's humane for one human being to go into the womb of another human being and destroy that human being before it ever has a chance to take its first first breath of air. These people are sick puppies. They do not understand right from wrong, they do not understand evil. She goes on to say Americans have said time after time that they do not want politicians inserting themselves in vital reproductive health care decisions. Reproductive health care? Reproductive? When you kill an unborn baby, that is reproductive health? You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the evils that I was referring to in the last segment. Pro-abortion in America, kill a baby at any time during its nine-month gestation period, is just fine with the left. It's just fine with all the heathens that want to shut God out of America, want to shut down Christians who do not believe in this because we are an impediment to getting their way. And the majority of people do want these unborn to have protection. They go on to say the audacity of anti-choice politicians in trying to pass a bill so harmful to women's health during Women's Health Week is appalling. Now at Planned Parenthood Action Fund, our top priority is to make sure that every woman can make her own medical decision and has access to high-quality health care. What? Killing babies? That's high-quality health care? Pulling the plug of an unborn American citizen? An unborn human being? Killing them at the whims of the mother? Maybe she has to further her, oh, I don't know, marital status or unmarital status? Or maybe she has to further her career and that parasite in her womb is just slowing her down? All too long, these people who preach killing an unborn is okay. All too long, they have had their way. All too long, the politically correct have banned and bowed down to these individuals and these movements and these groups. Planned Parenthood is nothing more than a slaughterhouse. An abortion clinic is nothing more than a slaughterhouse that kills the unborn. 327,653 unborn babies were murdered in 2013-2014 here in America. 327,653 since Roe v. Wade inception, over 50 million Americans never took their first breath of freedom. It was snuffed out in the womb. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we can talk all day about how evil people have become in America, worldwide. This is just an example. Just an example of how evil people in America today are. Not all of us. You stop and think about it. All those Jewish folks, Catholic folks, that were snuffed out by Hitler in World War Two, in the most inhumane ways of possible, appalling ways. Then stop and think about the fifty-nine million plus that have been snuffed out in various ways of abortion, from sucking a baby's brains out to inserting scissors in the base of a baby's skull, all in the womb. Don't give a damn about that human being. That human being was a creation of God. God created each and every one of us as individuals. We are all works of God. Most of us turn out okay. Some of us don't. He also gave us free will. And these folks that stand for the abortion of children... They are exercising their free will that God gave them in the wrong way. Destroying what he has created. In the most vile, inhumane way. And then stand in front of God and everybody. And tell we folks that stand for those unborn that we're wrong and that we are inhumane. There's something wrong with this picture. Drastically wrong with this picture. Please please pray for all the unborn. This is Gary Gatehouse with the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Monday edition. I'll be talking to you on Wednesday. Until then, pray and pray some more. Until then, good day.